Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for September 3rd, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Hear My Cry. Stories about a thousand times better than my sermon, but here I go. <clears throat> this story of Moses in the burning bush and God giving a name is probably one of the best stories in all of Scripture, but of course I say that about a lot of the stories of Scripture. But this one is certainly a top-tier story, and I think it's because it's a story about us. This Moses story is the Bible's way of calling us out for all the ways that we make excuses, for all the times that we are filled with self-doubt, for all the times that we demand answers, for all the times that we are not paying attention, for all the times that we stall, for all the times that we feel convicted to do something and then never seem to get around to finding the time to do that which needs to be done, Moses is us, ordinary old us. This section of the story of the exodus of God's chosen people is just full of good stuff. It's just an ordinary routine day at work for Moses. He's even minding his own business when he notices something extraordinary. Perhaps wildfires were as common then as they are now, But instead of running from this fire, he stops to pay attention to this one. And he notices something about the fire. It's not acting just right. The bush is ablaze, but it's not spreading like wildfire. It's staying put and burning and burning and burning without burning up or burning out. That must have been something to see. And I love that midrash about it with the notion that other shepherds had wandered by and seen the same bush burning that Moses had seen, but they just didn't notice the magnificence of it. Perhaps that is us. Signs and wonders all around us, but we don't stop and notice the brilliance of them. I have actually heard people say, upon seeing the Grand Canyon, Wow, that is a big ditch. Let's go check out the gift shop. I mean, anybody that's in a gift shop at the Grand Canyon has lost their minds. And I have actually heard of people going to Niagara Falls and thinking, that is a lot of water. You want to go get some ice cream? I mean... How you can go to Niagara Falls and not put the poncho on and ride the Maid of the Mist to the bottom of it and feel the spray coming off of it, I don't understand you. But sometimes I think people just aren't observant of pure wonder or they're numbed by sensory overload or they're too tired or weary or burdened to pay attention, but if you are not awestruck by the Grand Canyon and Niagara Falls, you're not looking closely enough. And it doesn't have to be that grand. Just drive to the Blue Ridge Mountains and see why they're called the Blue Ridge. 
or drive to the Great Smoky Mountains and see why they're called Great Smoky. Or drive to the beach or maybe just sit in your yard, put up a hummingbird feeder and watch that thing come to it. It's unbelievable sights like that all around us calling our attention to a God whose creative genius is beyond compare. That's what Moses did. He paid attention to God's creative genius. And when God noticed that Moses was paying attention, God asked Moses for help. You see, that's the problem with paying attention. God might notice you paying attention and call you to help. And God said to Moses, free my people from the rule of Pharaoh. But since Moses is us, Moses said, why me? I don't really think I'm your guy. Surely there's someone better than I that can handle this task. And God says to Moses and to us, I will be with you. But Moses continues to stall. Well, they'll want to know who sent me, and so I'm going to need a name, thinking that he could outsmart God. But God, who is not easily stumped, is prepared to offer a name. I am who I am, or maybe better translated, I will be who I will be. And God says, but you can just call me I am for short. Now, we didn't read this part of the story. It goes on in the chapter 4 of the Exodus account how Moses is us in his list of excuses that he makes. But suppose, God, that I go to them and tell them I am sent me. Suppose they don't believe me. I'm not always trustworthy. I'm not as organized as I wish I could be, and people tend to not believe everything that I have to say. You see, he had a lot of self-doubt. And then Moses confesses, I don't talk real good. I have a speech impediment. My grammar isn't the best. The low self-esteem comes seeping out. And then we know for sure that Moses is us when he starts the beggy, pleady, whiny approach. Please send somebody else. Please don't make me go. I picture it kind of like a stomping tantrum fall apart of a three-year-old. Please don't make me. But you know the end of the very long and very convoluted tale of the children of Israel making their way to a promised land flowing with milk and honey with the not always happily ever ending happening. But Moses ends up, often unlike us, all in with God. But this whole scenario starts with a burning bush because God has observed the misery of the people. God has heard their cries. God 
had seen their sufferings, God had witnessed their oppression, and God had heard their cry like their real tears, their real wailing, their real screams for help and relief and freedom and dignity. God had heard them, and then God did the only thing that God knew to do. God called Moses, who is us, remember? How many excuses are you making? How many stall tactics do you have in your bag of tricks? How insecure are you about your own abilities? How whiny and beggy are you? We could start with Houston and surrounding Texas towns and Louisiana. God has observed the misery of the people. God has seen their sufferings. God has heard their cries, and I am convinced that God is doing the only thing God knows to do, and that is calling someone, maybe you, to bring deliverance. God hears the cry, and then God calls people into action. That is how God works. And if you don't think that's more miraculous than a bush that's burning and not being consumed, you don't know people real well. When God hears the cry and God calls a person into action and the person says yes, that is a miracle. But just fill in the blanks of the cries that God hears each and every second of each and every day. The cry of hunger, the cry of racism, the cry of not enough, the cry of too much, the cry of grief, the cry of bad news from a doctor, the cry of depression, the cry of one with disabilities, the cry of creation that is being mistreated, the cry of oppression, the cry of abuse, the cry of loneliness, the cry of those in prison, the cry of war, the cry of those who are hated, God has yet again observed the misery of the people. God has yet again seen the suffering. God has yet again witnessed oppression. God has heard our cry. Like our real tears, our real wailing and real screams for help and relief and freedom and dignity, God has heard and God is currently, like right now, doing the only thing God knows how to do. God is calling on the Moses in all of us to deliver God's people to a promised land of hope and peace. Call it milk and honey if you want to. It's hope and peace. I can only imagine the thousands of people that are right this second screaming at God, hear my cry, do something, and God is answering, Moses is on the way. Don't give up hope, Moses is on the way. And since Moses is us, I guess we better be on the lookout for our burning bush. It's the one not being consumed by the fire, but instead it's the one lighting the way to the rescue. 
For God is not the only one who has heard the cry of the people. We have to admit we've heard it too. You can't deny hearing the cry of the people in Charlottesville. You can't deny that you have heard the cry of the people in Houston. It's the call we have trouble hearing, not the cry. So may you have ears to hear the voice of God calling you to set God's people free. How many people have you heard say, I wish I had just a little John boat that I could just pull out to Texas and start just driving that boat through the streets? There were some Moses that did that. And then there were some Moses that watched it on TV. They didn't see that the fire was burning but not consuming the bush. And they went and got their John boat and went to the streets of Houston. So may you have eyes to see God's creative genius calling you to bring deliverance to all the people. And may you have hands and feet to follow God's call on your life. But most of all, may you just have God's heart. May it be so. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.